Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Drake and 21 Savage, Method Man, Chris Evans, Shia LaBeouf, Warren Betty, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Here's today's STEM tip. Make your selfies look even better with science. Take your pics at golden hour right before the sun sets. The wavelengths made by the atmosphere create a perfect golden light for that beautiful face of yours. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking a question. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656. And press the number one. That's three four seven six three seven two six five six. And press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash deathentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at deathentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14. That's stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at tjonesgibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S. G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny 54 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for joining me and hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning or Wednesday evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for once again for showing all your love and support and tuning in and keeping me company as well. On today's show, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, hip-hop superstars Drake and 21 Savage. They are being sued by the publishers of Vogue 
for trademark infringement. I'll tell you what that's all about. Method Man has revealed his theory on why he and other figures in hip-hop have been able to make a successful transition into the world of acting. I'll tell you what he said. Also, uh, this week, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, Mr. Chris Evans. Congratulations. He is People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive for 2022. Uh, we, he, um, as they were interviewing him, he talks about how he still misses playing Captain America. That's right. More than three years has passed since he wrapped up his stunt as Steve Rogers in the franchise via the uh, Avengers Endgame. He talks about how he missed doing the role. I'll tell you what he says. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is back to work. Uh, He was spotted filming scenes in Atlanta, Georgia, on the set of Francis Ford Coppola's upcoming film uh, Megalopolis. I'll tell you um, what the... He's in September. Variety had reported that the the buff had landed this leading role with the 83 year old director, um, and it's supposed to be an upcoming epic of 100 million dollars. Wow! I'll tell you what uh, the movie's all about. And Warren Betty, this just came out. This is some breaking news that he is allegedly uh, been accused of coaxing uh, sex from an underage girl nearly five decades ago. And this is according to a new lawsuit. This is breaking news. This is just this just came out. And, uh, of course, we lost um, Aaron Carter. Uh, apparently he was the younger brother to Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. Um, they said that on the morning, on the day that he had his body was found, he reportedly had missed a rehab therapy uh, appointment. Uh, he did not attend the online session on Friday, and his fiance um, informed the facility of his death when they uh, contacted her to tell her of his absence. So it's unknown when he died, but the last known contact with him was early uh, Friday morning, so we'll be talking about that. And Justin Bieber, there's rumors going around that he's been reportedly named as a performer for Takeoff Celebration of Life funeral at the Atlanta State Farm Arena this Friday. This is according to TMZ. Uh, the Canadian singer will take the stage in honor of the fallen Migos members. And this is just the beginning of what's in store. So how is everybody doing? How has everybody been? Uh, it is Wednesday, and uh, as usual, it's hump day. And, uh, as uh, you know, we only got a few more days before the weekend. Um, yesterday was election night in America. A lot of... Uh, uh, candidates that ran, who are barely, or some that barely ran, who uh, were expected to win, and some that are in a dead heat, uh, and then there's some that were uh, surprises, um, and it, they were saying that the, the the voter turnout from last night's election night was three times more than it was in uh, what it was 2020. So it's yeah yeah um 
you know, because the, the state of America is not looking good right now. And uh, I know of uh, you guys who are listening from other countries like Europe or Asia or even in the land down under, um, I'm pretty sure you see what's going on. The country has been divided uh, now more than ever. And we're, there's a lot of people who have been running, who are very extremists, who want to take people's rights away. Uh, we still got issues like uh, homelessness and unemployment and the women's rights are taken away, uh, basic rights. Um, it's just a mess. <laughs> it's just a mess, and you know, and that was the whole point in voting because we want you're looking for people who are are who love this country, who's willing to make changes, who care about the people in this country, and there's a lot of people who are just they really don't. Some candidates they really don't care. Uh, they're looking for clout, they're looking for status, they're looking to be the next president of the United States. They really don't care about the people in their state or this country. So it was a big, big turnout last night, election night in America. But without further ado, uh hip hop superstar Drake and Twenty One Savage are being sued by the publisher of Vogue for trademark infringement and false advertising over the distribution of a mock-up issue of the fashion magazine they use to promote their new joint album. The fake copies, mimicking a Vogue logo, design, and editorial feature style, were distributed in Los Angeles and New York to tout the November 4th release of Her Laws, according to Vogue publisher Condon Nash. Now, um, in a complaint filed on Monday night from the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York, Condon Nash requested a judge halt Drake and 21 Savage unapproved use of the Vogue name immediately and asked for $4 million in damages for the deceptive campaign. The media company alleged that the rappers misled people to believe the Fashion Bible was involved in promoting the album. The complaint state, quote, uh, saying that Vogue magazine and its editor-in-chief, Anna Wintour, have, have, have had no involvement in her loss or its promotion and have not endorsed it in any way, nor did Condonance or authorize much less support the creation and widespread dissemination of a counterfeit issue of Vogue or a counterfeit version of perhaps one of the most carefully curated covers in all of the publication business in service of promoting the Defendant's new album, unquote. Now, Condonessa, it has asked the hip-hop hitmakers, whose given name are Aubrey Drake Graham and Shea Ben Abraham Joseph, to take remedial measures to curtail further public confusion. And on October 30th, Drake shared an image of social media of the counterfeit Vogue cover. And uh, this is what they, this was what Drake wrote in the caption. He said, quote, me and my brother on newsstands tomorrow. Thanks, Vogue magazine and Anna Winter for the love and support of this historic moment, her loss, November 4th. In addition to the magazine, Drake and 21 Savage also teach phony promotions for a fake Tiny Desk concert for NPR and an interview with Howard Stern. What was they thinking? You, I mean, what was they really thinking? I don't know. And, you know, and right now I'm not feeling Drake right now because he, uh, speaking of this album, Her Laws, um, he's 
on this album saying some crazy things, talking about uh, Serena Williams, you know, the tennis star, that her husband is one of his groupies, Drake's groupies. And then there's also a song on the album where he talks about where he refers to uh, Megan Thee Stallion, you know, that whole uh, story about her being shot by Tory, uh, Tory Lanez. Um, it, it comes across like, you know, like nobody, believe, you know, like, oh, she didn't really get shot. But at the same time, you know, when Pusha T, the other rapper who came for uh, Drake, um, when he, matter of fact, Pusha T was the one that put out there that Drake had a, a son by some um, model, porn star, actress, and he didn't say anything to Pusha T. I guess he didn't want to go there with Pusha T. But meanwhile, you want to go there with Megan. I don't understand that. But, yeah, they what was they thinking? <laughs> you know, you got to get permission whenever you use somebody's logo or trademark or whatever. But I guess, they, I don't know, if they were trying to be funny about it, I don't know, but it's definitely not no laughing matter because they're being sued for, uh, they're asking for $4 million in damages. Um, Method Man has revealed his theory as to why he and other figures in hip-hop have been able to successfully transition into the world of acting. The Wu-Tang Clan member claims that many rap artists are propensity to lie in their music and assume a false or misleading persona or traits that align with being a great thespian. Now, this is what uh, Mr. Man said. He said, quote, I think a lot of rappers are great liars. He said this on his appearance on the Sherry Shepard, a daytime talk show. He said, quote, I just keep it a buck. A lot of them are great liars, and I think that translates on screen. Honestly, it's more being able to stand in front of 15,000 people or 1,500 people and command their attention. Even like when people do plays, we know that the scenery isn't moving, and we know that there's not an actual moving train, but we're so intrigued by the actors and the process that's going on in front of us that we allow ourselves to fall deeper into our imagination, unquote. Since leading earlier roles in the film, The Great White Hype, Belly, and Big Daddy during the 90s, Method Man acting career has blossomed over the past two decades, earning his first starring role opposite partner in Ryan Redman in the 2001 comedy How High. The, bring, the paying rapper has appeared in dozens of films, including Blockbusters, Soul Plane, Scary Movie 3, Red Tail, Shaft, and The Wakeness. He can currently be seen on the hit television show Power Book 2, Ghost, in which he plays attorney Davis McLean. Chris Evans admitted that he still misses playing MCU Captain America. More than three years uh, has passed since uh, Evans wrapped up his stunt as Steve Rogers in the franchise via Avenger Endgame. The 2019 Joe and Anthony Russo-directed blockbuster functioned as his swan song alongside other funding MCU actors such as Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. The star-spangled Avenger has a unique send-off, however, as instead of dying, he was allowed to live the life he wanted with Peggy Carter. This also allowed him to officially pass the Captain American mantle to Sam Wilson, who is currently the holder of the title in the MCU. 
Now, while Evans has been nothing but supportive of Anthony Mackie as the franchise new welder of the iconic shield, he confesses that he still misses playing Steve Rogers. Uh, he was talking to People Magazine in light of his latest achievement as their Sexiest Man Alive awardee of 2022. The actor opened up about the experience working for Marvel Studios for almost a decade and revealed that he still yearns to suit back up as the Avenger years after he retired the role. Now, this is what uh, this is what Chris Evans said. He said, quote, there's challenging, but the beauty is the movies are great. You get out what you put in. It's been a wonderful, very symbolic relationship, so I've been thrilled to do it. I think when the movies end, you're very happy to have a break, but very quickly you miss it. I miss it now. But, yeah, I'm very grateful and very happy to have been a part of them, unquote. Now, there hasn't been any uh, scarcity of opportunity to bring back Steve Rogers to the MCU. Uh, Since he didn't die like Iron Man and Black Widow, Marvel Studios has fairly easily reincorporated him in the multiverse saga. And at the end of Avengers Endgame, Steve went on his final mission to return all six Infinity Stones to the original location before he jumped further back to reunite with Peggy in the 40s. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier offered the perfect way to use the character again as Sam transitioned to become the new Star-Spangled Avenger, but the franchise opted to keep the focus on the new Captain America instead. And interesting, there are very few people who actually know what happened uh, to Steve after the Battle of Earth in Avengers Endgame. Uh, MCU Phase 4 continued to perpetuate that the idea that Captain America had died, a detail that's still up for debate since it's unclear what happened to old man Steve Rogers after he handed the shield to Sam. And at this point, it doesn't seem like Marvel Studios has any plans of answering lingering questions about the matter. So don't expect Evans to just pop back in the MCU, at least in the near future. And although it's fairly easy to bring back Evans, Steve Rogers in the MCU is best that he does it for now. Uh, the MCU is currently in a rebuilding period after the end of the Infinity Saga, and that includes establishing Sam as the new Captain America via Captain America New World Order. A steep potential return could derail that, as it would take away the spotlight from the successors. It also allows a Marvel Studios to continue evading questions about what exactly happened to Steve when he went back in time. Right now we got uh, 18 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of that's Entertainment. I'm your host, Sammy Jones-Kibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you register here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, register as a listener. It's free. All you have to do is sign in, give yourself a login name, and uh, not only get to listen to my show here, you can get to listen to other shows here on the network, anywhere from sports, politics, business, self-help, you name it. So uh, be a registered listener and log in. It's free. And, uh, again, don't forget to like us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com, that's entertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain1. And you can also follow me, Tammy, on Twitter at Stiletto14 and on Instagram at tjonesgibbs. 
Shia LaBeouf is back to work. On Monday, LaBeouf uh, was spotted filming scenes in Atlanta on the set of Francis Ford Coppola's upcoming film Megalopolis with co-star Natalie Emmanuel from Games of Thrones. In September, Variety reported that LaBeouf had landed a leading role in 83-year-old Ford uh, Coppola up, upcoming epic $100 million movie one week after the actor broke his silence on his relationship with former girlfriend FKA Twigs, who filed a lawsuit against him accusing him of sexually, sexual battery and relentless abuse in December of 2020 in a letter that Variety published on August of 26. Now, LaBeouf letter published by Variety also directly disputes uh, the Don't Worry Darling director and uh, actor Olivia Wilde's August claim to the outlet that she had fired LaBeouf from the production. Uh, in the letter, LaBeouf claimed he actually quit the film due to lack of rehearsal time, while Wilde had told the outlet that she fired the actor over concern that LaBeouf's acting process did not help create a safe, trusting environment on set. In Megalopolis, LaBeouf acts alongside an ensemble cast that includes uh, Adam Driver, R.B. Plaza, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, John Vogt, Forrest Whitaker, Grace Vanderwall, uh, Talia Shire, uh, Jason uh, Schwartzman, Natalie Emanuel, James Remar, and Catherine Hunter. Now, Coppola, who has only described the upcoming movie as something that will explore the idea of utopia told through... Um, GQ magazine in February that he plans to personally finance the movie's estimate $120 million budget. Warren Beatty is uh, allegedly uh, used his position and status to coax sex from an underage girl nearly five decades ago. This is according to a new lawsuit. The suit that was filed Monday in Los Angeles claimed the encounters occurred in 1973 when the girl was 14 or 15 and when the Oscar winner Beatty would have been in his mid-30s. Uh, this was reported today from Variety. Now, uh, Warren Beatty is 85. He is accused of using his position and status as an adult and a Hollywood movie star to coax sexual contact with plaintiffs on multiple occasions, including oral sex, simulated sex, and finally coax sexual intercourse with the minor child. The actor has not publicly com commented on the accusation. Aaron Carter reportedly missed a rehab therapy appointment last Friday, the day before his body was found in his California home. The late singer agreed to attend outpatient rehab in September, but stopped briefly before being readmitted last week. This is what TMZ had reported on Tuesday. Carter did not attend his online session on Friday, and his fiancée, Melanie Martin, informed the facility of his death when they contacted her to tell her of his absence. It's unknown when Carter died, but the last known contact with him was early Friday morning. Now, Carter, who was 34 years old, started the rehab program shortly after a welfare check was conducted in September after fans became concerned he was huffing on Instagram Live. Friends and family of the singer was reportedly concerned about him in the days leading up to his death as well. Cans of compressed air was reportedly discovered in Carter's home following his sudden death over the weekend. The cans were found in the singer's bedroom and bathroom, and prescription pills were also present in the California house. 
this is uh, TMZ reported that the uh, that the that, this is citing the law enforcement sources. Uh, officials haven't publicly confirmed the presence of either substance or said whether either they they didn't say whether either was a factor in Carter's death. Now. Huffing compressed air can cause a brief high with dangerous side effects, including paralysis, and this is according to the American Addiction Center. Carter was found dead Saturday in his bathtub. Now, the artist who was open about his battle with substance abuse rose to fame as a child star with hits such as I Want Candy and Aaron's Party. Family members paid tribute after his death, including older brother and Backstreet Boys member Nick Carter, who said his love never ever faded despite a strained relationship. Officials don't suspect foul play in Carter's death, according to TMZ, which reports the singer didn't leave a suicide note. It could be months before the Los Angeles County coroner releases an official cause of death. Wow, so sad and so young. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Bieber has a, been reportedly named as a performer for Takeoff Celebration of Life at Atlanta State Farm Arena on Friday, November 11. According to TMZ, the Canadian singer will take the stage in honor of the fallen Migos member. Now, Bieber has collaborated with Migos, Offset, Quavo, and Takeoff on two songs, his Looking for You in 2014 and What You See in 2021. Now, according to a press release, the homegoing service for friends, family, and fans to mourn the loss of Takeoff, born Kirshnick, Carrie Ball, uh, will follow a strict no-photo-and-no-video policy with devices being checked with... um, with the uh, with also with bags prior to entering the venue, so they're going to be checking bags as well. Uh, Mia is also expected to follow the photos and video guidelines. Reporters and journalists will not be allowed entry to cover the ceremony, and will be provided with images once the service ends. Additionally, there will be two locations outside the venue designated for live shots, video, and photography. Uh, take all family assets in lieu of flowers or gifts that donations should be made to the Rocket Foundation to support programs that are saving lives through pro- proven uh, community-based solutions to prevent gun violence. Takeoff, uh, who was 28, was murdered in Houston on November 1st for what his record label, Quality Control, called a stray bullet. His death was ruled a homicide by the medical examiner as the Harris County Institute of Forensic Science recorded gunshot wounds of head and torso into arm. There have been no arrests made. Right now we have here uh, 26 minutes after the hour. Um, Coming up, we're going to be talking about um, how there are a lot of celebrities since Elon Musk has taken over Twitter. There's a, uh, the latest celebrity has just announced her exit from Twitter amid the controversial takeover of the social media pl- uh, platform. I'll tell you who it is and why she's uh, exiting Twitter. Viola Davis has been recruited to produce and star in the Amazon original movie G20. I'll tell you what that's all about. Daniel Kaluuya is crawling his way into the Spider-Verse. And Black Adam has come out triumphant again at the North American box office on another sluggish weekend. 
and Jimmy Kimball has been announced as the host of next year's Oscars. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't you go anywhere.
tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. That was new music from Chloe called For the Night featuring Lotto. Right now we have here 27 minutes left remaining in the show. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about the latest, getting ready to tell you who's the latest celebrity that is announcing her exit from Twitter. That's Whoopi Goldberg. She announced it that the uh, that she's exiting from Twitter amid Elon Musk's controversial takeover of the social media platform. The acclaimed actress shared her decision on Monday, November 7th, during the live broadcast of The View. Goldberg said, quote, people People keep saying it's free speech, but all speech is not free speech. Some speech is not okay. Some everybody, some, so everybody has to agree on that. But if people keep saying, you hurt my free speech, it's going to be a problem. You know what? This is our problem. But it ain't my problem today because I'm out, unquote. Now, her Twitter exit follows that of fellow celebrities like Tony Braxton and Shauna Rhimes, who have both expressed they have exited the social media platform for good. Elon Musk acquired Twitter on October 27th for $44 billion, and since its purchase, Twitter has experienced massive layoff before asking some fire employees to return to their roles. Musk has also toyed with the idea of offering users the option to pay for the blue check verification or putting the entire app behind a paywall. Musk also has also banned a parody account from Twitter as he continues to implement changes. Comedians Sarah Silverman and Kathy Griffin have been suspended from Twitter for parodying Musk himself. Viola Davis has been recruited to produce and star in the Amazon original movie G20, written by Noah and Logan Miller. Uh, Davis will produce the, out, uh, the action thriller alongside her husband, Julius Tenen, who is also her business partner at her company, Juvie Productions. Patricia Riggins from Miracles from Heaven and Andrew Lazar from Mad Chance will also serve as producers. Now, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the film takes place at the G20 Summit, which gets overtaken by terrorists. Taylor Sutton, played by Davis, the American president, must bring all her statecraft and military experience to bear to defend her family, her fellow leaders, and the world. G20 will premiere internationally on Prime Video in more than 240 countries and territories on its yet-to-be-determined release date. Davis is currently on the big screen starring in The Woman King and Black Adam, where she reprised her role as the government operative Amanda Waller. The award-winning actress recently took the challenge of eating extra spicy chicken wings during a casual interview on Hot Ones with Sean Evans. There she discussed her latest films and career highlights and shared advice for rising talents, all while the hot sauce intensified. The 57-year-old despian is currently filming The Hunger Games prequel with The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes scheduled to premiere on November 17, 2023. Daniel Kaluuya is crawling his way into the Spider-Verse. Variety reports that the Oscar-winning actor has joined the ever-growing cast of Sony Pictures' animation Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The sequel to 2018 Academy Award-winning triumph Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. 
because we'll, we'll be breathing life into the British Spider-Man, uh, Hobart, Hobie Brown, also known as Spider-Punk. Into the Spider-Verse sequel is set to follow Miles Morales, Spider-Man, as he learned to be Brooklyn's friendly neighborhood web-slinger. But things get out of control as the young wall crawler is suddenly plunged into the multiverse where he reunites with Gwen Stacy and a new team of Spider-Heroes. As the story progresses, the heroes realize they may have gotten too deep into the multiverse as their universes are threatened by a villain more powerful than anything Miles has ever battled. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse ensemble cast include Issa Rae as Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Spider-Woman, Shamik Moore as Miles, Oscar Isaiah as uh, Miguel O'Hara, a.k.a. Spider-Man 2099, Haley Steinfeld as Gwen, Brian Tyree Henry as Miles' dad, Jefferson Davis, Luna Lauren Velez as Miles' mom, Rio Morales, Jorma Tacone as Vulture, and Jason Swartman as Spot. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is set for theatrical release on June 2nd, 2023. Sony has already announced the third installment of the Miles Morales-focused franchise, which is slated for March 29th, 2024. Black Adam has come out triumphant again at the North American box office on another sluggish weekend. The latest WBDC superhero movie leads the chart for the third straight week with an estimated $18.5 million, dropping only 32.6 from last weekend. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's starring film has bagged a total of $137.4 million domestically. Internationally, the pick has accumulated $182.3 million for a global milestone of $300 million so far. It's worth noting that Black Adam continues to face little competition as fans await Marvel's upcoming blockbuster, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. The sequel is predicted to lock the number one position next week with box office expert predicting an opening weekend between $175 million and $200 million. Meanwhile, this week we see uh, One Piece film Red as the only newcomer on the top ten of the box office. The anime film debuted at number two with an estimated $9.5 million from 2,367 theaters across the states, marking another strong debut for a Japanese animation. The new uh, entry pushes Ticket to Paradise aside to number three with approximately $8.5 million. The romantic comedy starring George Clooney and Julia Roberts has so far collected $46.7 million after three weeks in theaters. Horror film Smile maintained its position at the fourth place with roughly $4 million, and supernatural film Pray for the Devil trailed close behind and rounds out the top five with approximately $3.9 million. Jimmy Kimmel has been announced as the host of next year's Oscars. The talk show host, who is now 54, is set to return to front the ceremony for its uh, for his third time, actually, when the 95th Academy Awards is held at the Dolby Theater at Ovation Hollywood on March 12, 2023. Jimmy's two previous stints helming the ceremony were in 2017, when he oversaw the chaotic moment in which the wrong Best Picture winner was called as La La Land instead of Moonlight. His 2018 turn came at the height of the meet slash the hyphen I'm sorry, the uh, hashtag MeToo movement that rocked Hollywood. And this year he will 
undoubtedly reference Will Smith's Slapgate scandal in which the actor assaulted comic Chris Rock on stage for joking about his wife Jada's haircut. Jimmy has agreed to the job after recently signing a three-year contract extension with ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live. Leslie Jordan's last appearance on The Masked Singer will air Wednesday, complete with bittersweet uh, tribute to the late singer. The show released the memorial reel on Tuesday, highlighting some of Jordan's best on-screen moments, including the time he dressed in his own disguise, the hilarious name uh, Soft Serve, and pretended to be competing on the show. In another clip, Jordan tells the applauding audience, Wow, I'm not worthy. The clip concluded with the message in loving memory of Leslie Jordan from your Mass Singer family. The Mass Singer also shared a preview with Entertainment Weekly, previewing Jordan's final moment as a guest panelist, including some hilarious guesses as to who behind the gopher costume. Now, Jordan died in a car crash on October 24 at the age of 67. He suffered an apparent medical emergency while driving. His passing was confirmed via his official Instagram account with a tribute message. The Masked Singer airs on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox. A television series based on Indiana Jones is currently being developed on Disney+. Plus. According to a new report, the planned project will not follow the whip-welding adventurer like the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but will serve as a prequel instead. Variety reports that the Mouse House and Lucasfilm have specifically been bringing up the possibilities of a streaming show set in the world of the globe-trotting archaeologists in general meeting with writers. It's also said that they haven't gotten a writer for the project just yet, and no plot details are available as of now. The rap, meanwhile, shared that the TV show will focus on young Abner Ravenwood, uh, Marion's uh, Ravenwood's father. Uh, The series allegedly will see Abner mentoring a group of young archaeologists, and while he remains a much-talked-about figure, he's never seen in Indiana Jones' lore. The new reports arrived after Harrison Ford stated that he's done playing Indiana Jones after the fifth film, Indiana Jones 5, which is slated to be released in 2023. The planned project isn't the only TV series about the character. The Young Indiana Jones Chronicle aired for two seasons on ABC from 1992 to 93, with four made-for-TV specials airing on the Family Channel, now called Freeform, between 1994 and 1996. It was created by George Lucas and born out of the prologue for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The show focused primarily on the early years of Jones with Sean Patrick Flannery and Corey Carrier playing him at different times in his life. George Hall played an elderly Jones with Ford making an appearance in one of the episodes. Right now we have here 17 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when I come back I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Kiss me, danger, been so 
That was new music from SZA called Shirt. Right now we got 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Sylvester Stallone has gotten real about his upcoming reality TV show featuring his family. In a new interview, the Rocky Balboa star confirmed that his marriage struggle will feature on his new reality TV show. The 76-year-old movie star Home Life will be captured in the upcoming series, and he has described the project as an ultimate home movie. Jennifer Flavin, the actor's wife of 25 years, filed for divorce in August, and although they subsequently reconciled their differences, their marriage trouble will be a prominent part of the upcoming reality show. Jennifer filed a petition for dissolution of marriage and other relief at a court in Florida in August. By contrast, Jennifer, who first met Stallone at a restaurant in Beverly Hills, California in 1988, celebrated her silver wedding anniversary on social media earlier this year. Alongside some throwback photos of herself and her husband, she wrote on Instagram, Happy 25th wedding anniversary to us. Heart emojis. Thank you for always ha- uh, keeping me laughing, loving, and protecting our beautiful family. Unquote. 
And Jeff Cook, the multi-talented guitarist in the band Alabama, died this week. He was 73. The musician who has battled uh, Parkinson's disease for a decade died Monday at his vacation home in Destin, Florida. Cook and his cousin Randy Owen and Teddy Gentry churned out some of the country's biggest hits for more than a decade. They had more than 40 country chart-topping including Mountain Music, Song of the South, Love in the First Degree, and Dixieland Delight. Every year from 1980 through 1993, Alabama hit number one in the country chart at least once. Born uh, August 27, 1949, in Fort Payne, Alabama, Cook formed a band in 1972 with Owen and Gentry. Initially, they went by Wild Country, but they changed the name to Alabama in 1977. And many of their first gigs were at bars throughout the South. They were best known for their works at the Bowery in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, Alabama had their first number one hit in 1980 with Tennessee River, but that was just the beginning as they soon enjoyed massive and continued success with Mountain Music. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band and Dixieland Delight, among many others. In addition to his guitar skills, Cook was the band go-to fiddler. He was even inducted into the Fiddler's Hall of Fame in 2018. One year before his induction, uh, the artist revealed that he had been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2012. Though he vowed to continue performing and briefly stayed on the road, Cook was forced to hang up his guitar and his fiddle in 2018. Cook is survived by his wife, Lisa. Funeral plans have not yet been announced. And the 37th Annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony uh, is finally here. The, uh, this year's performer inductees are Dolly Parton, Eminem, Lionel Richie, Duran Duran, the married duo of Pat Benatar and Neil Geraldo, Eurythmic, and Carly Simon. The annual ceremony took place on Saturday, November 5th at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, California. And during the special night, Dolly, who had originally asked the Rock uh, Rock Hall to withdraw her her nomination, unleashed her inner rock star by performing a new rock song, Rockin'. Another artist who was inducted at the event was Eminem, and after being inducted by longtime collaborator Dr. Dre and performing some of his most popular songs with Steven Tyler and Ed Sheeran, he delivered a humble speech about hip-hop culture that basically saved his life. As for Lionel, he, uh, Lionel Richie, that is, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame by Lenny Kravis. The 73-year-old musician later played a medley that included his songs Hello, All Night Long, and the Commodore's hit Easy. During his Easy performance, he brought out Foo Fighter Dave Grohl, who joined him on guitar. Duran Duran, in the meantime, was inducted by actor Robert Downey Jr. The band performed a handful of their biggest hits, including uh, Girl on Film, Rio, and Ordinary World without their guitarist Andy Taylor due to his health setback. Unveiling the news was vocalist Simon Lee Bond. While reading a letter from Andy on stage, Simon revealed that Andy was secretly diagnosed with stage 4 metastatic prostate cancer four years ago. And for uh, for their part, Pat and Neil were inducted by Sheryl Crow, and during his speech, Pat gave credit to her family. Uh, She said it it has been an incredible ride. Uh, she said that to her partner, Nia, and to her partner, who she loved for 43 years ago in a rehearsal studio, they couldn't imagine this night. 
or uh, the Eurythmics joined the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the band celebrated their induction with a performance during the ceremony. The synth-pop duo made up of Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart played their song, Would I Lie to You, Missionary Man, and Sweet Dreams Are Made of This, after being inducted by U2 guitarist The Edge. Carly has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The songwriter was originally scheduled to perform at the awards ceremony but was unable to attend the ceremony due to the recent death of her sister. Uh, of her sisters. Uh, the show continued in her absence with Sarah Borellis uh, reading on a acceptance letter written by Carly and Olivia Rodrigo performing her hit, You're So Vain. The 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony will be broadcast on HBO and HBO Max on November 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And Alanis Morissette has something you ought to know, but she only hinted at what it is. The Grammy-winning singer and songwriter who was scheduled to perform at the musical tribute to the inductee Carly Simon has offered a vague explanation about her absence at the 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony on Saturday. Morissette has been reportedly scheduled to perform You're So Vain with Olivia Rodrigo for the Star Study event, which was held at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, but the performance turned into a solo for Rodrigo. Marcette didn't offer details about her absence, but the jagged little pill rocker did say she is at a point in her life where there's no need for her to spend time in an environment that reduces women. Her comments were not clear on what or whether something or someone involved in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has something to do with her absence, but Marcette made a point of sharing her affection for the women who were for all the women who were on hand for the ceremony. Uh, this is what she wrote. She said, quote, I have to say how much I adore Carly Simon and Olivia Rodrigo and Dolly Parton and Janet Jackson and Pat Benatar and Sheryl Crow and Pink and Brandy Carlisle and, Sal- and Sarah Bareilles and all the amazing people and artists who were there, unquote. Earlier this year, Rodrigo inducted Marcet into the Canadian Songwriter Hall of Fame. Representative for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame did not immediately respond to requests for comment. The 2022 Rock and Roll Induction Ceremony will air on HBO Max on November 19. Motherhood looks good on Rihanna. The new mom who welcomed her first baby in May with ASAP Rocky channels Mother Earth and Mother Nature for her Savage Fenty Show Volume 4, opening the show, which is out now on Prime Video in style, Surrounded by Nature. After an intro to See You Again by Tyler's creator, the music switches to DMB by ASAP Rocky while Rihanna emerges. She's wearing like a blue corset with floral details, sheer gloves and stockings, and a black tulle shrub. Now Rihanna moves to the music while showing off the lingerie. Her hair is left natural while her lips and eyelids are painted in gold. Leaning into the Mother Nature vibe, Rihanna also swings around leafy vines and dances among the forest-like backdrop. And when uh, Rocky originally dropped the song earlier this year, an abbreviation for That's My B, Rihanna appeared in the video for him, making it clear the song was dedicated to her. It was only fitting for her to use the song for her appearance in the brand new show. Ahead of the show airing, Rihanna told people that she considered her appearance in her show to be in the Mother Nature section. 
The show uh, came before Rihanna released her new song, Lift Me Up, from the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack on October 28th. And even though it's the fourth showcase of her Savage Fenty designs, she told people every single show feels as special as the first. Rihanna recruited a star-studded list of names to take part in her show, which was filmed in October in Los Angeles. Also appearing are Cara Delevingne, uh, Simu Liu, Precious Lee, uh, John, uh, Joan Smalls, and Johnny Depp. TMZ first reported that Depp would make a celebrity cameo in the upcoming fashion show, though the trailer for Savage Fenty Show Volume 4 did not feature Depp or tease his appearance. The Savage Fenty Show Volume 4 is now streaming on Prime Video. And Morris Day and the Time have been named the recipients of the Legend Award for the 2022 Soul Train Awards. The 80 funk band is currently comprised of Day alongside Jelly B. Johnson, Terrell Tory Ruffin, Ricky Free Smith, Sylvester Donnell, Andre Patre Holmes, and Christopher Troy. Collectively, the band, who previous members include Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, Jesse Johnson, Jerome Benton, Monty Mayer, and... Uh, more. They released four gold albums and garnered five top ten hits on the Billboard Hot Black Single Charts, now called the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs Chart. They will be releasing his final solo album, Last Call, on Friday, November 11, and set to retire as a solo act at the end of 2023. In regards to retiring, they said, quote, if the fellows mean the original time members want to get back together, there's always something there. But the solo thing, I'm chilling with that. It's time to do other things, unquote. Now, you're wondering what are those other things? Well, it includes launching a watch line, a homage to the band's classic album, What Time Is It? Maxwell took home the Legend Award last year following in the footsteps of Jam and Lewis and Babyface. Escape will be honored with the Lady of Soul Award at this year's affair, and performances include uh, Ari Lennox, Shantae Moore, Sir, Tank, and BET Amplified artists Coco Jones and Q. Roddy Rich took to his Instagram on Sunday, November 6th, to apologize to fans about not making his Vancouver show. The rapper revealed that border officials denied him entry into Canada and that it wasn't the first time he experienced that kind of treatment while tra- traveling to the Great White North. The Federal Border Patrol did not allow him into Vancouver, British Columbia, and this is what he explained in his IG story. Now, back in 2020, the Compton native shared that he was denied entry into Canada while on his North American tour. Apparently, the sixth god himself pulled strings and got him in. Roddy Rich is currently on tour with Post Malone for his 12-carat tour. The Roger Arena show went on without the box rapper. However, he is set to return to the stage on November 10th in Los Angeles at the Kia Forum. As a follow-up to his three-track EP, The Big Three, Roddy recently released the song and video for Ashton Martin Truck, which is expected to appear on his forthcoming project, Feed the Streets to a Three. And Harry Styles has called off his Los Angeles concert just hour before he was due on stage on Saturday, November 5th. The As It Was hitmaker was battling a flu and has had no choice but to pull out of his gigs planned at the venue for that evening and the following two days after he had already postponed his show at the Kia Forum on Friday, November 4th due to band illness. 
The 28-year-old singer is hoping to continue his tour later this week, while the postponed show will now take place at the end of January. Harry Styles is sorry for canceling the concert. And uh, the baby may not be may be that desperate to sell out his shows after all. May not be that desperate. The Cleveland-born rapper has laughed off reports that his upcoming show sells buy one, get one free tickets due to low turnout. Just hours before the baby was clowned after it was revealed that his upcoming show in Birmingham, Alabama, which is scheduled to take place on Tuesday, November 15, is bringing price at buy one, get one free. While it's a good deal for fans, it doesn't look good on the business as the promo suggests a low turnout at the venue. Making it worse, the venue isn't a big one, with a capacity of 1300 However, some people in the industry have come to the baby's defense. Singer Tang claims that it's a common practice since not every market is a big market for every artist. The game added the, uh, that despite the, the uh, strategy, uh, he said, quote, he's making money, the end, unquote. <laughs> Well, uh, and that's going to do it for me uh, for this week. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. Uh, you've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.